Hello, and welcome back to the Future in Review podcast. I'm Barrett Anderson, the COO of Future in Review. And for those of you who have never heard of Future in Review before, we run the annual FIRE conference coming up November 6th through 9th, 2023 in Rancho Palos Verdes, California, uh, which The Economist has called the best technology conference in the world. So the other arm of our business, Strategic News Service, provides its subscribers with the most accurate source of information about the future of technology and the global economy. Um, and I'm here today with Mark Anderson, who is the CEO of Strategic News Service and the chair of Future in Review. Uh, we are going to be talking about his most recent issue of the SNS Global Report, uh, which is focused on the future of the financial system and what to expect from uh, banks in general. Everyone is a bit nervous about the financial US financial system, especially at this moment. So we're gonna talk more about that. Um, but Mark, I want to start by asking you uh, about, you know, a there's a been a lot of speculation about what caused uh, all of these recent bank failures, SVB, Signature, and Silvergate. And I want to hear from you, I think you have a more unique perspective than most about what really caused it. And how is that different from what the media has been saying? Right. So um, I think that there's a general media message out there which is that um, SVB was was badly managed and it, it was their fault uh, and, and you know shame on them for for doing that. Um, the, there are two banks you mentioned there which which are basically crypto banks. And I'm going to pull those out of the question because crypto banks shouldn't be banks. I'm sorry, shut them down. You shouldn't be allowed to run a chartered bank as a crypto bank. It's like it's like using you know melted chocolate for your asset base. Just don't do it. So uh, forget about that. I'm not even going to talk okay. about those. That was a stupid right. move to have them. Um, but SVB was a serious bank. I think it was number 16 or some number like that in the country. Um, I, I didn't think it was badly managed. That's not my job to, to have a, an opinion on that. But uh, I did start looking at this explanation of what happened, you know. Um, and, and I feel that that, um, e even if it were badly managed, um, that's not a full explanation of what happened to that bank. So that's, you know, you that's make, why I wrote this thing this week. Go ahead. You make this interesting point in the global report that I haven't seen emphasized much anywhere else, which is despite all of this emphasis on SVB being badly managed, what you see when you look at interest rates over time from the Fed is actually this massive shift, yes. right? And so if you're someone who is trying to plan for the solvency of your bank, and you're trying to make, you know, arrangements as far as like which securities you're using to 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 back um, your bank. That's not something that you would have necessarily expected, right? It's it was not a, really not. a thing that someone an astute planner would likely have seen coming. Right. I mean, we're not saying that they shouldn't have managed it anyway better, but mm -hmm. absolutely what you're saying. And in fact, um, in the uh, in the global report. I list just the last kind of five years of rates of change from year to year um, in, in that rate, uh, interest rate, and the numbers are kind of tiny. You know, they're like 17, right. minus 17, plus 17, zero, you know, or close to zero, 0 0.07 or something. And then it's 6,085. Right. What the hell? I mean, it, no matter what you were used to. And by the way, that kind of zero stuff goes back all the way through quantitative easing. It goes back like, 20 years. So I just didn't want to print it all because it was so boring. That it was boring. Everyone got used to it being pretty flat. 
and then mm -hmm. suddenly 6,085 in one year. So I'm going to say that regardless of the bad management potential story inside SVB, because they weren't paying attention day by day, probably true, um, the Fed did something unbelievably stupid. Why did they do that, in your opinion? They created a crisis called inflation by printing mm -hmm. money forever and ever and ever, like for 20 years. They weren't the only central bank, but they did that, knowing completely full well that if you print free money for 20 years, you're going to pay the, you know, the piper eventually. You will get hit. And sure enough, it came. So here it is, the inflation thing. And that's how you create inflation. I mean, it's it's textbook. If, you, if you're taking a course saying, how do you create inflation? Just print money all day long for 20 years, see what happens. That's what will happen. And so when it finally came to roost, and there they go, then they did the worst possible thing. They undermined the banking system intentionally. Wow. What makes, what makes you think it was intentional? I don't think that the people who run the Fed are stupid. I think that they knew that when they went up 6 in one year, it would undermine the the mark to market value of the bonds that were being used as the most stable, important possible reserves you could have as a bank. And so, but, to be clear, this mark so to market was, thing matters. Was that was that six thousand increase? And you say it was on it was on purpose. Like, was that just a panic move to fight inflation? Yeah, was it? it was. I mean, yes, yes, it was. It was panic. The Fed panicked. Okay. They waited too long. They did the wrong thing in the beginning. They caused it themselves, and then they panicked when it finally showed up. All right. So let's keep moving, because that wasn't actually, although that is an interesting backstory, that's not actually the point of your report. No, it's not. <laughs> it's one of the many interesting points, but it's, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I want to make sure that we have, that we, that yeah. we dive into let's that. Let's keep going. Okay. Which is, which is okay, so, so you know, here you are, an extremely over-leveraged bank, and uh, you're in a really tight spot. But that because wasn't necessarily Fed. right because, because of the Fed. Fed. All right. But that wouldn't. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go under. No. So what really happened to cause that massive run right. on SVB, in your opinion? So back to the media story, which is is Peter Thiel and his founders, fund and so forth. You know, told all their friends to get out. Told their invested companies to get out, and that created the run. I don't think that's really the story. It's part of the story. But the more you look at it, you find out, well, the, the stock in these banks was dropping a long time before that. And Peter was probably watching that. Probably a lot of yeah. guys at Wall Street were watching that. So that's bad. Um, now, what was causing that? And so maybe it was just concerned shareholders, or maybe it was shorts, meaning people who are shorting stocks. Right. And no doubt it was shorts, as well as normal investors. So you have hedge funds trying to knock it down, and they'll spread you know, rumors to try to make money. They'll, they'll knock it down to make it has to go down if they're going to make money. I get that. Mm -hmm. That happens you know all the time. Um, at the same time, though, something else was going on, and this is the part that I don't like. I don't think any bank, you know, will take um, the last two real banks that went down, and I don't think any bank could sustain those losses in forty-eight hours, those runs. So yeah, it's a, it was a huge amount. 48, 44 billion for um for the first one and 100 billion for the second one. And it's like no one can withstand that. Right. So you have to start selling assets to cover the 
the cash requirements of that, no matter who you are. And and so even if you're well capitalized, you get a lot of reserves, you got all these safe things like treasuries, you know, in your back pocket, they're gonna, when they come due, you'll get your money, and suddenly you're you're against the wall. How did that happen? And the more you look, the more it seems as though that probably happened because there were bots driving the train at that point. Now, Peter may have put out a call and may have started the, the avalanche, but I don't think it was Peter's responsibility or even his story. I think you've got, so I'm going to jump cut here. We we know from a guy named Tahara who was just arrested, who was showing private classified files from America that we that we thought we had recorded Russian intel people bragging about, drumroll, mm-hmm. having 100,000 bots inside our system, where we thought there were a few thousand. And they're laughing like, 100, we have 100,000. Those idiots don't even know how much we've got. Now, imagine if you put 100,000 bots just from Russia against your bank, whatever bank you like. And you just create all these rumors about sell, sell, get out, get out. Everybody better get out right now. That's not a Peter Thiel story. That's a Russia story. And I think, so, in fact, yeah. it wouldn't necessarily just be Russia. We know that Iran's been going after a banking system for years. And we know about Crink, where Russia and Iran are working together with China and North Korea. Well, they have bots too, don't they? If you could take down the most important bank in American economic vitalism, I'll call it, which is Silicon Valley Bank. This is a bank at the center of creating all the startups in the world in America, right? Take that baby down. Two days. I think that happened. And why wouldn't you if you could? Mm-hmm. So I want so I want to um, jump in a little bit here because I think it's important for people to understand how this kind of thing happens in re- like realistically. Yeah. And you know, people often say, well, if that was happening, we would know, like, we'd be able to tell which, you know, and all of these people are tweeting about this who are real Americans. Um, but what I've seen in in actually digging into information warfare and misinformation is that the way bots are used are not necessarily as the voices of, of disinformation or misinformation. They are used to um, expand and uh, help existing voices that are panicky and very binary and folk, you know, go viral. So that those, so people like Jason Calacanis, who was pretty freaking out on Twitter during the SVU collapse, (laughs) you know, like those people are, are then their voices are promoted. They're Mm -hmm. these respected American voices. And then that's what causes an increase in the panic. Right. Yeah. And then they chime in saying, well, I'm going to take my, you know, the bots will say things like, well, I'm also pulling my, I'm a founder and I'm going to pull all my money out where we took our money out last week, blah, blah, blah. And right. that's like, what winds up happening is this cacophony of panic online yes. Yes. where it's very difficult to tell that it's not organic. I believe that happened. So what does that mean for the future? Well, first of all, it, it it probably means that these banks, I think the good news for people would be that these these banks, and I'm skipping the crypto banks, mm-hmm. um, they may have been badly managed, but they wouldn't have failed if they hadn't had a run of a hundred billion in two days or fifty billion in two days, whatever you know the number is. Right. So um so the regulators need to pay more attention to us, not assuming that a CEO or a board 
within 24 to 48 hours can avoid being shut down by regulators if the regulators themselves aren't learning something here. And what role should the regulators play in that system? They should right? give them like, more time, I think. I think they should give them more time. They're worried about the panic part, the run part, but yeah. um, they might they might spend more attention on the bot part, and they might spend more attention on information warfare, and they might they might spend more time trying to educate all of us on these other causes of bank runs. So we don't we don't run because the bank's in bad shape. We, we're running because the Russians are telling us to run. Right. Or the Chinese or somebody. And so there's another, there's a completely different way of dealing with that problem than taking over the bank and shutting it down, selling it for pieces. So not that not that they didn't do a good job this time around. I just think they missed it. So um don't miss it again. Get ready for something like this to happen again, because it can happen to any bank. But the bad news is it can happen to anyone. I don't think banks can sustain that kind of of uh bot-driven deposit withdrawal and if you were russia or iran or whoever it was and you knew how well it worked in two days do it again you do it again twice three times ten you probably wait a couple you probably wait a couple of weeks in between so it doesn't become quite so obvious but yeah absolutely so you so, know i think there's so a lesson for bank, everyone here. yeah yeah if you're i mean like so we talked about regulators slowing things down if you're a bank there's nothing you can do to to avoid a run on like that kind of run what or or is there what what can you do as a bank well i think the first part we're doing right now you know just educating people that just because twitter tells you that everyone's getting out of the bank maybe that's not true so you may, you know maybe you should think about it a little bit before you pull your money out too um, I guess everybody's already kind of reassessing their 250k limit, and I would suggest that FDIC expand that to reduce the ability to create these runs. Mm-hmm. You know, most most groups are are covered um, even at 250. If you go up to 500, probably you're going to cover 90 percent of the money or something. So I, I would just do more of that, and um, if they're covering it anyway, make it public and just cover it cover it now. So that would reduce the the chances of having a run. And then I would publicize what we're publicizing right now. And I'd I'd mock the Russians and I'd I'd, you know, I'd kind of make a joke out of it in a way and just uh take the fear out of it to a little to a bit. And then I'd go after them. <laughs> I would. I really would. I'd go, there are tools, you know. And I would find out, I know you know this, Barry, but there are ways to find out about bot armies that, that uh, are, are not available to the public, but they're available to certain people. I think Elon has has access to those tools. And I would just go after him, hammer and tongs. I'd publicize the hell out of it. I'd, I'd name names. I would, I would, I would, uh, I think it's time for us to be really honest as a, as the West, not just as America, about how many bots are living in Facebook, how many bots are living in Twitter, in all the social networks and get rid of them. And, and use AI against AI and just get the hell rid of them. And then sell that, you know, no bots in here. If you have to use no more anonymity, fine, do that. If you have to use biometrics, do that. I don't care, but stop it. You got it's, it's time now, we've, we've seen the cost of it. Get rid of them. All right. All right. Well, 
Elon, Elon announced today that he is starting to purge more yeah. fake accounts. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how keep, that goes. Keep going. keep going, buddy. Do a good job. <laughs> Mark yeah. Mark has has known about the fake accounts for a long time. The other Mark, not you, and uh, has not been doing much no. about it. No. Um, I think I think the the trick here is more public pressure, right? Yes, he should spend more time getting rid of bots and less time in the gym. That's my personal opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> public service. So thank you, Mark. Um, thank if you, you would Mary. like to read the full global report, you can find the link below this video and you can also become a member of the Strategic News Service there. We hope to see you in our ranks. Yeah, and come to fire at the Terranea Resort. It's beautiful. See y'all there. Bye-bye.